0: Welcome, as always, to all of you to our worship together online this day. It is good to be together. We begin our worship. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God who greets us in this and every season, whose word never fails, whose promise is sure. Amen. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and of our neighbors. Merciful God, we confess that we have sinned, we have hurt our community, we have squandered your blessings, we have hoarded your bounty, in the name of Jesus, forgive us and grant us your mercy. Righteous God, we confess that we have sinned, we have failed to be honest, we have lacked the courage to speak, we have spoken falsely, in the name of Jesus, forgive us and grant us your mercy. God is a cup of cold water when we thirst. God offers boundless grace when we fail. Claim the gift of God's mercy. You are freed and forgiven in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Let us pray. God of all peoples, your arms reach out to embrace all those who call upon you. Teach us as disciples of your Son to love the world with compassion and constancy, that your name may be known throughout the earth. Through Jesus Christ our Savior and Lord. Amen. Our first reading today comes from Isaiah 56. Thus says the Lord, maintain justice and do what is right, for soon my salvation will come and my deliverance be revealed. And the foreigners who join themselves to the Lord, to minister to the Lord, to love the name of the Lord, and to be God's servants, All who keep the Sabbath and do not profane it, and hold fast my covenants. These I will bring to my holy mountain, and make them joyful in my house of prayer. Their burnt offerings and their sacrifices will be accepted on my altar, for my house shall be called a house of prayer for all peoples. Thus says the Lord God, who gathers the outcasts of Israel. I will gather others to them besides those already gathered. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. This is the Holy Gospel according to Matthew, the 15th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus called the crowds to him and said to them, Listen and understand, it is not what goes into the mouth that defiles a person, but it is what comes out of the mouth that defiles. Then the disciples approached and said to him, Do you know that the Pharisees took offense when they heard what you said? Jesus answered, Every plant that my heavenly Father has not planted will be uprooted. Let them alone. They are blind guides of the blind, and if one blind person guides another, both will fall into a pit. But Peter said to him, Explain this parable to us. Then Jesus said, Are you also still without understanding? Do you not see that whatever goes into the mouth enters the stomach and goes out into the sewer? But what comes out of the mouth proceeds from the heart, and this is what defiles. For out of the heart come evil intentions, murder, adultery, fornication, theft, false witness, slander. These are what defile a person. But to eat with unwashed hands does not defile. Jesus left that place and went away to the district of Tyre and Sidon. Just then a Canaanite woman from that region came out and started shouting, Have mercy on me, Lord, son of David! My daughter is tormented by a demon. But he did not answer her at all. And his disciples came and urged him saying, send her away, for she keeps shouting after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she came and knelt before him saying, Lord, help me. He answered, it is not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. She said, yes, Lord. Yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered her, Woman, great is your faith. Let it be done for you as you wish. And her daughter was healed instantly. The gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. So I don't like this text. Uh, It makes me wildly uncomfortable and severely disappointed in Jesus. Our story today is broken down into two scenes. The first is Jesus reprimanding the Pharisees for being hypocrites and abusing the law to the detriment and abuse of other people, and the second is this conversation between Jesus and the Canaanite woman. We go from Jesus telling the crowds and the Pharisees what well, good is your devotion to God by following all the laws, and yet, and yet uh, he and he uses the dietary laws to illustrate. If you say nasty things, let me say that again. What good is your devotion to God by following all of the laws, and then he uses the dietary laws to illustrate, if you follow all of those, but then you go around and say nasty things? What good is your devotion to God if your actions are a performance so that you seem pious and righteous, but your words intentionally hurt others? We go from that to Jesus saying a mean and nasty thing to a Canaanite woman to her face. He calls her a dog. And remember that dogs were not well thought of in Jesus' time, and so when the woman responds that the dog eats the crumbs, this isn't like when I'm at home and I drop something on the floor and I call our dog, Chauncey, over to eat it, and for him, this is a treat. Uh, dogs were not pets. They were dirty, they ate garbage and crumbs and hunted rats to survive. Also, when Jesus says it is not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs, dogs is the nice word in English for what he calls her. It definitely feels like Jesus is also being a hypocrite, and I find this to be a really challenging image of Jesus. And now there are ways to interpret what Jesus says in ways that are really favorable to him. One thought is that Jesus is testing the woman. And another thought is that Jesus is using this woman to make a point to the disciples about the expansiveness of God's love, since Canaanites and Israelites were enemies. Neither of those sit super well with me, particularly given the language that Jesus uses. Um, Others do note that this scene marks a turning point in Matthew's gospel. Until this moment, all of Jesus's ministry has been to and with the Jewish people. But from here on out in Matthew, Jesus's ministry will expand to the Gentile communities, showing that God's love, that Jesus did not just come for the Jewish people, but indeed came for the whole world. However, at the end of the day, we still have to wrestle with this text for what it is. And we still have to look for what is the good news that this story brings us. As I wrestled with this, I was reminded of and thought about a few things. First, this is not the only place in the Bible where we have a concerning image of God. For example, please read the entire book of Job. Second of all, it is not my job or your job to defend or protect God. God is capable of proving God's trustworthiness and God's faithfulness all on God's own without our help. Third, maybe it's okay to live into the notion that Jesus changed his mind and that the faith of the Canaanite woman moved Jesus to act differently. There are many examples in the Old Testament of God changing God's mind, usually because the Israelites did something that made God mad. God decides that the Israelites will no longer be the chosen people. One of the prophets begs God to not abandon or destroy the Israelites. Then God changes God's mind and keeps choosing and loving the Israelites. And maybe that's the good news in this story that is otherwise hard to swallow. The good news is that every time God changes God's mind, it is always towards a more expansive and deep love for God's people and the world that God made. In truth, God changes God's mind about you and I each and every day. Each and every day we fall short and we sin, and through what Jesus did on the cross for us, each and every day God forgives us all of our sin. As Christians, we trust that the death and resurrection of Jesus are the ultimate revelation of who God is and how much God loves you and each and every person. And we use what Jesus did for us and the whole world on the cross to interpret everything else in the Bible. Because of the cross, we know that Jesus loves this Canaanite woman. Whether he was testing her or trying to prove a point to the disciples in a really strange way, or if it was her faith in him that caused him to change his mind, Jesus loves her and heals her daughter. And Jesus loves you too. And it is the assurance of this deep love that frees us to wonder about what is going on at different points in the Bible. And it promises us again and again that nothing can ever separate us from the love that God has for us in Christ Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We will sing together the hymn, My Faith Looks Up to Thee. Living together in trust and hope, let us confess our faith. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead i believe in the holy spirit the holy catholic church the communion of saints the forgiveness of sins the resurrection of the body and the life everlasting amen gathered together into one by the holy spirit let us pray as jesus taught us our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. May Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit bless you now and forever. Amen.